ready to begin. What year is this? The year is 2020, and this is Beyond Sin. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 235. And today I got two guests. We're going to be talking to Star Founder and Soul Flare. And uh, that is coming up. But first, we're going to listen to some cool tunes. Uh, we're going to talk for a little bit, I guess. I guess. <laughs> what else is there to do? <laughs> I hope everyone is doing okay. I am doing okay. I know I, uh, I like to keep it positive here, and uh, as we all know, it's always sunny on Beyond Synth, um, and I don't often talk about uh, mental health stuff, but I do have, you know, anxiety and, and uh, panic attacks and stuff like that. This is something I have. I don't often talk about this on the show. It's just been a thing that just sort of has been with me for a very long time since I was uh, younger, and uh, obviously this situation we're in right now can trigger them, and whenever I get them, anxiety issues, they uh, they do crop up for a few days. So forgive me if, again, I know we're not on a proper schedule right now with the show, but forgive me if it's a few days off or whatever. Sometimes I can fucking get uh, shut down for a little while, and thankfully I've got, uh, of all things, Animal Crossing, which... <laughs> I find to be a very relaxing game. And, of course, a family who is uh, more stable than I am. But uh, my wife is uh, really great, and she is taking care of a lot of business when I sometimes can't. I don't want to dwell on this. Uh, we can maybe talk about it later sometime, but uh, just letting you know, that's what's going on with me. So some days I get fucking knocked out and uh, it might delay the show a bit, but I do have a lot of interviews that I've recorded and uh, we are still going to have some fun. And that is what Beyond Synth is all about, all right? So look, let's get this show started and listen to some cool music. So here is a cool one. Uh, I just found this dude called uh, Fanatic. F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. This song's great. It's from his album Retro Future. And this is Fanatic's Theme.
Fanatic's theme by Fanatic from the album Retro Future, and that was brought to you by my awesome. Well, let's do. Uh, let's thank the PayPal's. Of course, we got the king of the PayPal's, Upgrade Jimpy. Thank you very much for supporting the show. Then we got Jersey, and uh, it looks like Ross Bruce has upgraded his support. <laughs> So thanks, dude. I really appreciate that. You're a cool guy. Uh, of course, then there's Timothy Warwick and Digital Dreams, Jimmy Groon, Anselmo Incorporated, the Ross Conian, Russell Nyes, Brandon Morin, and of course, the awesome Steve Coulter. So thank you all uh, for supporting the show. Uh, as you know, Beyond Synth is supported primarily by people, well, but primarily, uh, there's no secondary support, <laughs> by people who support the show on PayPal and on Patreon. And so if you want to support the show, you can go to beyondsynth.com and you can uh, click on the donate button. There's t- the donate button. Uh, there's uh, there's two options. You can go to the Patreon or you can go and uh, donate through PayPal. And it's very uh, helpful and it keeps the show going. So thank you very much for your support, you cool people. So anyway, speaking of uh, Animal Crossing, so I've been enjoying that. It's the first Animal Crossing game I've ever played and I don't know if I'm doing it correctly because I get the feeling they really want you to take your time with stuff where it's like, oh, you, you got like three rocks on your island you can bang and get like two pieces of iron and then at one point they're like we got to upgrade the shop and we need like 30 pieces of iron and i'm like what like you want me to fucking collect this over a week but then they said oh you can get these nook mile tickets and you can go to different islands and so i just kept on doing chores around the island to get these tickets so i could go to other places and fucking bang rocks and like move as quickly as possible and so i don't know if like am i playing the game wrong It's a really relaxing game, though. It's fucking stupid. It's the first time I've ever played one. But it's been good. I made myself a coat, because you can design little outfits and stuff. And uh, I've met a few of my friends online, and uh, some people from the scene. So, you know, uh, Lematos, and uh, Patrick from Arcade High, and Netrunner. Who else is on there? Computer Magic. Yeah, so if if you're playing Animal Crossing, and you want me to visit your island so I can (laughs) cut down your trees... (laughs) 
Uh, send me your friend code, man, and I'll uh, I'll friend you up. That doesn't sound good at all. Uh, look, let's listen to some more music. Uh, so here's a cool one. I dug the vibe of this one. This is Fear of Tigers from the album A Winter Album. The next two tracks I'm going to play are kind of chill, but they got a nice uh, nice vibe to them. You know, I always like to start the show with a nice energetic track and then uh, switch things up. So, uh, so I hope you enjoy this track by Fear of Tigers. It's brought to you by my awesome uh, Patreon supporters. And uh, we have a new uh, Patreon supporter in the $10 Club, Floppy Flap Flicker. Nope, Floppy Flap Filker. <laughs> Did you want that to be Floppy Flap Flicker? Because it says Floppy Flap Filker. Which I'm fine with, by the way. Uh, listen, Floppy Flap Filker, you're a cool guy. Thanks for supporting uh, Beyond Synth. I appreciate it very much. And of course, I think there's also a... Who else uh, donated? Rama? Rama? How do you say your name? R-A-M-A, new member of the $5 Club. And Jared Dobbs, also a new member of the $5 Club. I may have mentioned that last week. My brain's a little frazzled at the moment. <laughs> Anyway, thanks, guys. Uh, new donors to Beyond Synth. You people are awesome. Floppy, Flap, Filker, Rama, and Jared Dubs. And uh, now let's listen to this track. This is Fear of Tigers with Original Nature.
And that was Original Nature by Fear of Tigers. And uh, it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Of course, the kings of the Pattersons, uh, the three kings. There's Robert D. Bishop and Chris Dance with the 88 and Mike Shima with the 82. You guys are very special people. You know, I know I, I say this every week, but it's uh, it's the truth. Uh, you guys are amazing. And of course, uh, there's uh, Jacob Wick with the 4488. So thank Thank you. I hope you guys are doing okay. I know, I think a lot of you can work from home. I know some of you, I feel like, can't, unless you're just still working anyways, but uh, stay safe. Uh, that's important. Oh, and what else did I do? Oh, I got the... <laughs> You ever go on the Nintendo Switch store and go to the sales and there's all these games that are a penny? <laughs> so I bought this fucking game called Return of the Bird King or something just for the cover art. It's got like this sort of humanoid like eagle character who's like kicking a monkey in the stomach. It's <laughs> it's so stupid. I want it's just the, when you see the artwork, I was like, okay, I gotta buy it. It's just an 8-bit side-scrolling action game. And it's okay, but I mean, I've been putting most of my time into uh, Animal Crossing. It's weird when you have these games where you just have to, like, check in every day, because I just find myself, you know, when I wake up, like, the first thing I do is just pick up Animal Crossing, and, like, that's how I know what the time is. I don't even look at my phone now. I'm, like, <laughs> checking the time with Animal Crossing when stupid fucking Tom Nook the criminal comes out and uh, does his morning announcements. Although today, he just said he's not doing the morning now anymore because he's got some new lady working in the office and uh, she's going to do it. And by lady, I mean, I think she's like a bunny rabbit or something. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, look, uh, let's listen to uh, one more track here and then we will go chat with Star Founder. So I want to listen to this one. This is Eagle Eyed Tiger. And this one has just a really cool sort of chilled out vibe. And uh, I dig this one a lot, actually. I really like this track. It's from his album On the Run. And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, there's City Hunter with the 42 and in the 2666 Club. Hugh Hefner and Lucas Ceballos. And this track is called Exhale by Eagle-Eyed Tiger.
right, and that was Exhale by Eagle-Eyed Tiger from his album On The Run. And don't forget, if you want to uh, check out the artists I feature on the show, I always post all of their links in um, all of my social media posts when I post an episode and also on the SoundCloud on the More Info button. So if you see me post about the show on Facebook or on Twitter, you'll see I link all the artists in there. And uh, definitely go uh, check them out. It's a good time to be supporting artists if you can, because in uh, weirdo times like this, sometimes we really do rely on artists to help us get through things and uh, stay sane and stuff like that. And obviously music is hugely important for that reason. And uh, and that track was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Clint Dowling, Alex Seligson, A Star Apart, and Restless Nights. And now, I think we should go chat with Star Founder. All right, well, I'm here right now with Star Founder. How's it going, man? Fine. So what is your uh, your name, or is that a secret? Yeah, my name is Danila, and I'm, I'm 23 years old. Yeah, I'm young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know that I've had a guest on from Russia before. Well, you had Daniel Deluxe, so basically he's from Russia. Yeah, like I've had guests who are uh, Russian, but they live in a different place. The point is, you can tell me a bit about what's going on today, man. Are you having a are you having a lovely Russian day? Yeah, probably I'm drinking right now. Yeah. <laughs> drinking whiskey. Well, it's, it's nighttime for you, right? So uh, we have a time difference here. So for me, it's lunchtime, and for you, it's... Uh, Whiskey time. Yeah, it's probably whiskey time. Yeah. For me, whiskey time is 24 hours, actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I can drink, like, easily. That's part of the Russian thing, right? Although I thought it was vodka. I thought vodka was the, the Russian drink. That's so fucking stereotypic, dude. This, this, uh, <laughs> it's really stereotypic. I don't actually drink vodka. Okay. I, I hate it. I don't really drink it either. I find it tastes like a cleaning solution. Like, it, whenever I drink it, I just feel like I should be, like, washing windows with it or something. You mean spirit drinks with high alcohol? Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Whenever the alcohol is so high, it just doesn't feel like a drink anymore to me. It feels like a solution I should be, like, disinfecting knives in. So you're more like a beer guy, right? Lately, what I've been doing is more whiskey and gin like mixed drinks oh, okay well i like gin too by the way yeah because for me i drank beer for so long but then it was only in the past like year or two that i realized that it doesn't work with me i can drink a few beers and then become like kind of sick so then i switched and i just do mixed drinks now with the occasional beer but like not a lot of beer well I don't know, I can drink a lot of beer, like a lot of beer, and be okay with this. But at the morning, um, <laughs> you know, I fucking hate hangover, actually. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look, man, listen, we're not here to talk about booze and hangovers. Yeah. We're here to talk about the music and the music of Star Founder. That's what we're here today for. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> down to business. Yeah. <laughs> How about we listen to a track, and then you can tell me all about Star Founder. So I want to listen to this one. This is from one of the first uh, EPs you put out. Oh, no. Called Summer Works in 2016. Oh, no. I like to go through people's catalog, all right? So I want to listen to this track. It's called Escape by Star Founder.
And that was Escape by Star Founder. And I'm here with Star Founder right now. Danila, is that how you say your name? Danila? Yep. So tell me a bit about uh, Star Founder, man. Well, he's a mysterious guy, actually. Quite lovable guy. I know him. (laughs) Lovable. Well, I don't know, actually, what to tell you, man. I produce a lot of stuff, as you can see. see. That one was my probably second track that I produced. I mean, like, the serious ones. What got you interested in making, like, electronic music in the first place? I used to listen a lot of, like, metalcore, and I dreamed about how I will afford uh, electric guitar, but, you know, that dream, like, never came true because, obviously, I didn't have any money to buy electric guitar my parents told me that was like stupid idea (laughs) they told me that i should graduate college and go to the the real job and i was like really upset about this so i tried to become an engineer so i failed (laughs) after one year of education i decided that fuck it i do really hate this the only thing i love about engineering is math after that i discovered for myself uh, a health studio so I was like, okay, let's just do this. But as I told you, I wasn't into electronic music. I was like metalcore or post-hardcore music. So it's like really heavy stuff. And I was like, okay, let's give it a shot and search some electronic bands, which may produce some heavy sound. A close friend of mine sent me a perturbator track called Humans Are Such Easy Prey. I was just amazed how heavy it sounded, and I decided to produce some dark synth. And at that moment, I became a really big fan of Perturbator. I think he's, like, clearly genius. Yeah, no, he's a nice guy. Perturbator was how I discovered the whole synthwave scene in the first place, was his, his track. Oh, me too. So you're m- making music and stuff, but... Have you left the engineering behind completely? I mean, like... Yeah, I withdraw my academy, so I left it. So are you, like, pursuing uh, another sort of field, or what? Uh, well, I just burned down all the bridges, and <laughs> I decided to fight. I just wanted to do whatever I want, not my parents want. And I just, as I told you, I burned down all bridges, and I took a risk. Yeah. And I tried to produce some music. I didn't earn any money. I couldn't even pay for my SoundCloud. Like, seven bucks per month was a big deal for me. Actually, right now, it's a big deal for me too, but (laughs) I can't afford it. (laughs) Well, how about this, man? (laughs) Let's listen to another track, all right? This was from uh, a thing you put out called Memory Massacre Mm -hmm. in uh, 2017. And this is the title track. This is Memory Massacre by Starfounder.
And that was Star Founder with the track Memory Massacre. And I'm here right now with Star Founder, Denila, talking about burning all the engineering bridges and making music. Well, actually, I can talk a lot about this track. Not, not this track, but EP. Yeah, sure, man. I'm really proud of that EP. It's like, I am not really into the fast tempo tracks. Maybe 18% of my tracks are pretty slow and like mid-tempo, but that one was pretty fast for me. And with this kind of experimental stuff, and yeah, I think I, I've done it well, and I still love that EP, and I still love that the, the song. So then are you just making uh, music all the time? Because you've got quite the uh, output. I was listening to your music to uh, look for tracks to talk about. And between like last week and then before we started recording, I checked your band camp and then like another album popped up. There was uh, Apathy 3. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, so I had to listen to that. (laughs) So you put out quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, I produce music all the time. I'm just a guy with a free time. (laughs) That's it. And that's why I produce it. And if somebody asking me like, what the fuck, dude? Like, how often releasing your albums? I'm telling them the same stuff over and over again. I'm telling them, why the fuck not? <laughs> so, yeah. Everybody asks me about that. Like, how often, dude? It's too often. Like, let's slow down. And as I told you, my answer is always the same. Why the fuck not? Is that your catchphrase? Is that the Star Founder catchphrase? Yeah. And also, a lot of people telling me, they care about the quality. They say me, you know, slow down, dude, because... One time, you may release the weakest album ever just because you're just, I don't know. Well, you mean like when you, you don't want to uh, fall into sort of a creative rut where you can't uh, yeah. come up with any new ideas? Yeah, exactly. I'm not afraid of that. They are afraid of that for some reason. I don't know why. Just like, dude, I don't give a shit. Stop telling me this. This is the only thing I can do. I don't want to be anyone else. Just produce some music. Maybe someday I'll get some, you know, soundtrack requests for a movie or something. And actually, I will I will not have to produce new music for them because I already got a bunch of music so they can use whatever they want. That's actually... Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. you just come I to just, the realization I now. Realized. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I've never, I've never thought about that. <laughs> Everybody uh, is different, right? So I know some people who, you know, they have to slave over an album and, you know, it takes them like a year or two to come out with something. And some people can just like pump out tunes, man. Everyone is, there's no right or wrong way, you know? Everyone just judges people based on what they would do. And I think I I told you, I'm just a guy with a free time. That's it. (laughs) So what I'm I'm gathering right now is the uh, Danila catchphrases are, I'm just a guy with some free time and... And fuck it, why not? Yep, you're right. (laughs) Well, look, let's listen to some more tunes, man. Uh, This is from an album you did called Closure, and this was from 2019, and this was a track I dug. This one is called Blade Dance by Star Founder.
And that was Star Founder with Blade Dance. And I'm here right now with Star... Boy, I fucked it up. I'm here right now with Star Founder, Danila, from Russia. How's it going? It's going well, dude. You know, the whiskey just kicked in. (laughs) (laughs) So what what do you do then? You say you got this free time. So when you're not making music, what are you uh, doing for fun? What do you do for fun over there in Russia? Drinking. (laughs) Actually, no, I'm, I'm just being silly. I live in a small town and when I'm not producing music I try to hang out with my friends and you know, visit some bars maybe make some barbecue actually I can tell you some shit about the Blade Dance track I really proud of this track too and three of my tracks uh, named with a like knife or blade uh, first one is knife fight the second one is blade dance I like both of them because of you know heavy sound I'm not really good at naming tracks, but that too was like, I just want to name this with something with, with knife or blade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really a big fan of violence because I'm a normal human, not a sick fuck. You know? um, <clears throat> That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. On the one hand, I'm really big enemy of violence against the humanity. But on the other hand, I still can dig the aesthetics of violence. So you still can enjoy the scenes from a lot of you know brutal movies like Drive or Only God Forgives, the Hammer scene, you know. It is pretty much art for me. Yeah, well, you're a normal person. That's a healthy attitude to have because people always want to have that argument that, you know, you watch uh, violent movies and it makes you violent or whatever. And it's funny because for me, I'm not really like a gun guy in real life. Like I don't shoot guns or hold guns or anything like that. But I love video games with guns. Like, so I love playing like violent games with a lot of action and I like action movies But I've never felt the need to play with those things like in real life. Like it just doesn't interest me. Well, that's a normal thing because when you're watching movies, like violent movies, and after that you're deciding to fucking murder someone, what the fuck? Only sick fucks will do this. So if you're a normal human, you can just see and enjoy the whole movie. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, dude. Like, video games is the same thing, because ever since I was a kid, you know, I loved uh, Mortal Kombat. When I was young, Mortal Kombat was the big controversial thing. Like, they would always talk about it on the news and stuff when they talked about violence in games. So how many fatalities do you know? Oh, I know. Well, that's the thing. I... I sort of stopped memorizing after part two. But what's funny is, if you go back and look at gameplay from Mortal Kombat 2, it's really silly. Like, the fact that they made such a big deal of it at the time, and now games are so much more brutal, like, in their violence. And so it's it's funny to me that these things they used to complain about aren't really that bad. Do you, do you like, do you play many games? What do you do? Well, I, yeah, I do play a lot of games. It wasn't like single-player games. It was like online games. I just downloaded that Call of Duty game, so I, I've been playing a bit of that. Shit, I hate Call of Duty, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... I haven't played one in a long time. They just... Because they just released Warzone, which is like a Battle Royale version. It's free, so that's why I downloaded it. <laughs> Battle Royales, they're just ruining society. I think it's just, you know, they have to stop this shit. I mean, every corner, you get the game, which include the Battle Royale. 
Like, what the fuck? Like, why? I know, man. I have a son, and he plays Fortnite, and, like, that's all he cares about. So uh, they are very addictive, it seems. Should I call Child Protect Service? Or no, the, in North America, every single kid is playing Fortnite. So, like... <laughs> oh, the same here. Nothing you can do about it. Well, look, how about this? Let's fucking uh, jump forward here. We're going to go to the uh, album you released called Reckoning from 2020. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was a track that I dug uh, on this album. It's called Worn Body by Starfounder.
And that was Worn Body by Star Founder. And I'm here right now with Star Founder Danila. I'm going to be honest with you. Worn Body was inspired by Power Glove. Power Glove have been uh, making fucking cool tunes for a long time. Yeah, I wish they could release some like more tracks. Yeah, they are too good. Like for Far Cry, Blood Dragon, that that was just an awesome album. Yeah, for sure. That that album has some fucking great tracks on there. Like the way that they sort of uh, emulate uh, the soundtracks of like Terminator and stuff is uh, they do they do a really good job. But I don't like the game actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just like the soundtrack. That's it. Well, the soundtrack is definitely really good. I thought the game was fine. I like the Far Cry games. I don't really like the stories of them. I just like the open world first person shooter aspect of them. Blood Dragon was okay, but it was very simple. It was sort of like you kind of did everything you could do in it after playing it for like an hour. The game is really simple. Yeah, I agree with you. It didn't feel like a full game. Like, and I think I did everything in the game and it took me like five hours or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the score was cool. <laughs> that was the best part was to say it's just cool to have that music. Even if you don't like shooters or Fire Cry series, you should definitely play Blood Dragon only for the soundtrack. Well, what I mean, what other stuff do you uh, listen to that you find uh, inspiring? Justice, probably. I think they're just pretty good at mixing stuff. And by the way, they're French, and I don't know why every single good electronic musician is supposed to be French. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, Perturbator, Carpenter Brut, Justice, Kavinsky. What is this? For me, I found, yeah, there is that the French touch aspect. On this show, I talk to a lot of people from, like, Sweden. There's a lot of people in Sweden who make, like, synthwave. Like, it seems like there's different regions where uh, people just make different kind of stuff. I think the whole synthwave was from, actually, French. What's Russia normally known for when it comes to music? I think post-punk, probably. Yeah, definitely post-punk. Really good at this. Do you have other friends who are like in uh, bands or make music? I have a lot of friends actually who produce music and who producing uh, electronic music. But uh, if you ask me about like really the bands like playing instruments and shit, I don't know any. But is there like a little music scene where you are? Because I mean, you're making music and stuff. Like, do you go out and uh, play, or is there places you go to where people are like spinning tunes? Mm. No, dude, as I told you, I live in a small city and it's completely empty, especially right now. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think a lot of places are like that right now. You know, the problem of being a person who lives in a small town is people just want to move out. Everybody wants to live in Moscow or St. Petersburg and everybody just left. I have the um, the same thing over here, because I come from a small town. I live in the city, and uh, what I notice every time I come back to... Because I, I come from a really small town, like population 2,000, kind of small. Well, mine is one... What? 2,000? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. It's like a village. Yeah, no, it's a <laughs> tiny little town, and... You know, the same thing, like everybody leaves and so it's just pretty much old people. Like when we come back, because anyone who's in my age range, like once you're in your 20s to your 40s, you do not really want to live in a small town and so they're all gone and so it's all uh, old people pretty much. My city got a lot of stuff to do, like there, you can, you know, 
go to the college there and uh, we have a lot of schools we have bars and we can do whatever we want there but uh, somebody just don't believe that they can make it there they think that they should really move to like a big fucking city and become someone i think the hardest thing is honestly just if you want to date a lady that's like when it gets tricky because if all the ladies your age go away and then you gotta uh, find some old lady <laughs> oh that's weird i'm not into old ladies actually <laughs> yeah. well maybe i give it a shot but yeah. <laughs> uh, no not, i'm not well look man how about we uh we listen to one more track here and then we can sort of uh wind this down we'll move ahead to apathy three okay. which you uh released i mean as of the time we we're recording this interview i feel like you just put this out like two days ago or something because it just came out mm-hmm. and we're gonna listen to this track which i uh liked it's called disappointed by star founder
And that was Star Founder with the track Disappointed from Apathy 3. And I'm here right now with Star Founder Danila talking about dating old ladies. I'm not going to date old, old ladies. <laughs> I'm just uh, <laughs> uh, disappointed. I mean, that track. It is a remastered version. It was actually on Bandcamp, but after, I don't know, one year, I decided to remove it because I used uh, one sample from Blade Runner and it was the scene when Deckard met Rachel at the first time and she asked him if he eliminate a real human being for a mistake. What's what's the deal with all these, uh, you have a whole bunch of like EPs that are uh, three apathies? What's the other one? Fucking, um, here, let me look at all these. Closure, deranged, Reckoning, reprise, tribute, visuals, anger. What what do all these names mean? They mean nothing. They're just (laughs) probably only like apathy. Most music of mine is uh, probably like dark synth, and um, every single track is uh, depressive or too heavy and had that dark ambience. So. I'm not a psychopath, so I still can feel something more than, uh, I don't know, darkness inside me. So, sometime when I fell in love, not with the old lady, you know, for the record, it's not the old lady, it's not... <laughs> so, once when I fell in love or feel something like good, when I hang out with my friends and it's summertime, everything likes good, everything's going good. Or the weather is nice. I didn't want to create some sort of side project because the sound is really different. It's like the dream wave or lo-fi synth wave. So it doesn't fit the whole picture. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, everything I produce is dark synth, so th- those was the dream wave. <laughs> and I decided to make a bonus EP and I called it Apathy. I don't know why. <laughs> For the record, I really don't know why. But it became like a tradition, so I don't have to create a side project for those, you know, Dreamwave tracks. I just name it Apathy and pull a number. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, you name it. It's all that math from your engineering days. Well, probably, yeah. So I'm glad it's uh, coming in handy now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, man, look. What's uh, what's coming up? We can probably uh, say goodbye here. So is there something coming up for Star Founder you want to tell the people? Um, yeah, I just want to tell thank you guys for the support. And please check out my last LP called Reckoning. It's everywhere, actually. So please enjoy it. At least try to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> you second-guessed yourself pretty fast there. That was good. Well, look, man, listen. Uh, it's nice to get to know you. Nice to chat with you. Keep on making cool music. Thank you so much. Which I'm sure you will, right? Because you sound like a guy who's uh, got a lot of free time and uh, likes to say, uh, fuck it, why not? Yeah, that's- <laughs> I'm going to adopt that as the, the new catchphrase of Beyond Synth. Yeah, thanks for having me. And by the way, sorry for my English because I'm obviously not a native speaker. And that was like, actually, it was the first interview ever. And it was in English, which is why I was pretty nervous. So I'm sorry for that. Hey, man. No, you sounded great, dude. Seriously, like, I can barely talk any other language. So uh, it's always impressive that people can actually <laughs> do it. So you did it. You did a good job, man. Thank you so much. All right. Well, it was good talking to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
All right, and that was my chat with Star Founder, and that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Honeybeard, Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, and Pattern Shift. So uh, thank you all for uh, supporting the show. We'll be chatting with Saul Flair in just a bit, but I think we're going to listen to a few more songs because uh, that's what we do here at Beyond Synth. We listen to cool songs and talk to the people that make them. Sometimes in episode 235, I just like to remind people what this show is. (laughs) <laughs> just in case you forgot. Um, I want to listen to this track. This is by L.A. Arson from the Rights of the Damned album. This is uh, Ticking Omen, the Vernian Process remix. Who's Vernian Process? Looks like i got to do some research. Maybe I'll do that right now. How about this? So we're going to just listen to the track. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Kempson, Martin Larby, and Gregorio Franco. You guys are awesome. So let's listen to this cool track. This is Ticking Omen, the Vernian Process Remix by L.A. Arson.
All right, and that was L.A. Arson from the album Rights of the Damned. That was Ticking Omen, the Vernian Process remix. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Blake Peterson and Ken Giroux. And with the 2049, it's Ashley Keegan. And with the 20, it's Andy's Laugh. And uh, thank you all for being cool people. So who... So woo. So who <laughs> who is Vernian Process? All right, hold on. There's a link to their website where they have their <laughs> their 2013 tour dates. Eclectic Electric Avant-Garde, San Francisco-based, globally recognized. We've been called steampunk pioneers, retro nuts, and weirdos. We like it that way. That's their catchphrase on the uh, the Twitter. Well, maybe I'll check them out, man. I like eclectic and electric. We only got time right now to sort of sit down and uh, and discover new artists, and there's plenty of music out there. So looks like I'll uh, I'll take my little pen and I'll write Vernie and Process on a piece of paper, and we'll uh, check him out. And of course, L.A. Arson's cool, so don't forget to check him out as well. Check them all out. Check it out. What's up? Here, come here. Yeah. So they um. You want to come on the show? I'm no. recording my show right now. No. Go on, say hi. Hi. Here, tell them what you do all day. Play games. Do a normal voice. Come Play on, games. Do? Oh my god. What do you do? What do you do all day? Play huh? games. What do you play? Fortnite. How many hours of Fortnite do you think you play every day? Have you done the math? Infinity and beyond. So today was your first day of uh, doing online school, right? How was that? Yes. Did you get to see your classmates? Yes. Like, everyone kept leaving and then joining, then leaving and joining. Okay. Was it good, though? Yeah. To see your teacher? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Daddy. The spelling list is starting. So, bye-bye your bank account. Are you going to get 14 out of 14? Your bank account's going to be empty by the time it's, like, the last drawing test. Well, as long as you get 14 out of 14, I don't mind. All right, there you go. There's a little fucking... Uh, insight into my life. I have to bribe my son with V-Bucks so that he'll do his work. <sighs> Parenting. Alright, look, let's listen to some more music. Um, but uh, Get out of here. <laughs> look, I know you're still there because... <laughs> yes, thank you for those exaggerated footsteps. Now I know he's gone. Anyway, this is a nice uh, cinematic sounding track. This one's cool. It's uh, by Hunter Complex. Uh, it's from the album Dead Calm and Zero Degrees. And uh, it's brought to you by my... Get out of here. <laughs> Where was I? All right. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Where there's Rachel Buchelman with the 1985 and Murat with the 1984. And, uh, and in the... What? <laughs> Got Are you saying you got any beans? Is that the joke? <laughs> yes. What does that even mean? Stupid. Alright, let's listen to some cool music. Here it is, Hunter Complex with Star Crash. <laughs>
right, and that was Star Crash by Hunter Complex from the album Dead Calm and Zero Degrees. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $15 Club. There's Prophet of Jupiter, Six Mil, Hampus ML, and Shatterack. And uh, maybe we'll probably listen to one more track and then we'll talk to uh, Soul Flare. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. This is some stupid meme. Is that what this is? Did you just say I'm a meme? All right. See, now I've just lost my place here. The hell was I talking about? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I don't know where I was. So let's just listen to some music and then uh, we'll go chat with uh, Soul Flare. So now I don't often play covers on this show, but uh, this made me happy, so I'm going to play it. It's from Astral Tales, from his album The Last Resplendent, and this is Jungle, which of course is a Metal Gear remix. You might remember this tune from the original uh, Metal Gear on Nintendo, but he has uh, done a little cover here and made it sound really cool, and uh, it made me happy, so I'm going to play it. And it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Mads Baron Christensen, and we will Never forget the immortal Chris Lane. And this is Astral Tales with Jungle. Now, he's called it uh, MGS Remix, but I don't think the Nintendo version was called Metal Gear Solid, was it? Wasn't it just called Metal Gear? Am I wrong? Are you wrong? Who cares? Let's listen.
right, and that was Astral Tales with Jungle, a remix of the track from the Nintendo game. Hi, you want to be on the show? Come here. We'll have a cameo from the other kid. All right, what did you do today? I'm good. Got some beans. Now you're get out of here. <laughs> All right, what'd you do today? Um, she had some beans. <laughs> what game was I playing today? Beans. <laughs> no, no. You're playing. You're playing Mario. No, I was playing Animal Crossing. Yes, good job. Say, say bye bye, everybody. Bye bye, everybody. Say, now we're gonna talk to Soul Flare. Now we're gonna talk to Soul Flare. <laughs> she doesn't want to say that. It's stupid. All right, look, let's. <laughs> All right, now let's uh, let's go chat with Soul Flare. All right. Well, I'm here right now with now. Do you say Soul Flare or Soul Flare? Soul Soul Flare Soul Flare. Like Solar Flare without just cut off the AR. So, but I but I say Solar Solar. Okay. Right. See, so if I if I cut off the AR, what do you get? If you cut off the AR, what do you what do you get? I would get Soul Flare Soul as opposed to Sol Sol. No, definitely Sol. <laughs> Am I saying it halfway between those two? Yes. I don't know if that's uh, that, that, that. <laughs> exactly halfway between those. Yeah, I think the first one. Let's say the first one, even though it sounds different to how I say it. Yeah, I think I'm emphasizing the soul too much, so it sounds like I'm saying like the human soul. Okay. Yeah, soul brothers. And maybe if I just soften it a bit and go just soul flare, soul flare, like this. Can you speak Spanish? Would you? How would you say sun? That's that's soul. I can't do Spanish, but I'll take your word for it. Okay. All right. All right. Just stick with English then, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> that that was my plan. Hopefully, that was yours too, or else this show is going to be fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So what what is uh, what is your name, or is that a secret? My name is Dom Dom Wood Dominic Wood. Dom. All right, man. Dominic, do you prefer Dom or Dominic? Dom's good. Let's go with Dom. All right, man. Well, nice to meet you, Dom. Nice to meet you, Andy. Why don't you uh, talk to me a bit about this project of yours? Soul Flare is my electronic project. It's uh, genre-wise, I guess you could describe it as a, a bit of a genre blend. It's one part melodic house, kind of DJ beats style, and then the other half is 80s synths, filmic music, a la kind of synth wave. So yeah, and you know the, the the kind of midpoint of those two moves around, but it's somewhat around there. It started out as a two piece. I originally started with a guitarist, moved on to a singer, and had a couple of different singers. At one point, it was a three piece. It was more of a kind of synth pop act back then. Now, in its final current formation, it's, I just culled it back to myself and decided to bring the part, if you will, hit people with the beats, but keep the 80s synth aesthetics. Because I feel like uh, most of the tracks I've picked to play from today were all the ones that are on your band camp. So is that just sort of the what you're saying, like the sort of the final form of uh, Soul Flare? Yeah, so I, th- I think the ones on Bandcap is the more recent stuff. So you've got... So my last four releases with just me as solo, using guest vocalists on uh, a couple of them, and then the one before that was the synth pop act. So uh, the new one, the new releases, they've all got that symbol on them. So whenever you see that symbol, that's me by myself. And then the first uh, release was kind of a purple cover with some uh, shot of LA actually. So so yeah. 
So then how long has this been going on for? Uh, this has been going on, gosh, for probably since the very first version, probably about seven years, I think. But it was a very slow start, slow burner, if you will. Went through the first iteration without any releases. That was with the guitarist. Then after that, had a Russian singer, and we put out a track, and that that got signed with a, a label, Global Underground. Again, it was the same sort of uh, moody vibes and synthy, but that was more electronic. Yeah, and then continuing with, with singers from then on, and then I guess the last kind of couple of years, it's been me functioning solo and performing live solo. Do you have any like outfits that have that symbol on it, like a superhero? Uh, <laughs> I should. I. I. My girlfriend's actually a fashion designer, so I've, I've really got no, no excuse not to do that. That's a great idea. I actually was wanting to make a kind of light out of it, like a physical product, which I thought would be a, a cool bit of merch. But apparently, it doesn't obey the shape of it. Doesn't actually obey the laws of common physics. <laughs> It's, a, it's like an optical illusion. Yeah, it's like you got lettering that's sort of 3D and it looks like it's like twisted. Yeah, so, so the guy, apparently he, uh, well, I, when I was working with the, the graphic designer, it was a bit of a back and forth. I sort of, he came up, he gave me some symbols and then I would sort of do little sketches and, and so on and so forth. But the, that, And that's the finished product, which I think kind of came out quite interesting because it was sort of a bit of a combination between the two of us. But yeah, he sort of said, I, I then went, okay, right, if I wanted to render this as a 3D item, how would I go about that? He's like, oh, you'd have to kind of, you can't just grab that existing drawing and render that out. You have to get someone to remake it in as a 3D version. Except he said, I cheated some of the perspective to make it look right. So then that would have to be taken into consideration. So I was like, oh, okay, that's that's very long and complicated. So hence there is no, <laughs> there's no physical product of it just yet. Just cheat, man. Just, uh, just make the S and the F out of plasticine and then just fucking twist them a bit and then just sort of pawn that off on people like it's the... It's like the Chinese knockoff or something, you know, and just say that. Oh, it's, yeah. this is the yeah. official merch. <laughs> so it's good policy. Just cheat it. I, I like it. I like what you're going for. <laughs> yeah, just, just get some blue tack. Yeah. <laughs> just just get some blue tack, maybe twist it around. Oh, sorry, it broke in, in shipping. Yeah, exactly. Well, no refunds. <laughs> See, <laughs> you're a businessman after my own heart. Um <laughs> Let's listen to his, uh, some tunes here, and then we'll uh, keep talking. So okay, cool. uh, I want to listen to this track. This one is uh, it's called Striker, featuring Nora Betta. And uh, I think that's probably how you say that, right? I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. And it's by Soul Flare. <laughs> And out of control 
And that was Soul Flare with the track Striker featuring Nora Betta. And I'm here right now with Soul Flare right now. Dom, how's it going? Hello, Andy. Wonderful. So what do you uh, what do you do for fun, man? What goes on over there when you're not uh, making music? I'm in London. I'm, a- I'm actually Australian, but living over in London. So I guess it might depend on the season, really. I like to get out and be active and go to festivals and go traveling and go for walks and things like that. But um, wintertime, you know, it's a, obviously a lot more indoors. So I'm film watcher, TV show watcher, kind of covers a lot of the things I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you watched anything good lately? Uh, watched a uh, great horror film and I am um, big fan of horror. Actually, one of my tracks, Exit Ether, is, is somewhat of a homage to horror film soundtracks. So I'm always kind of scouting out horrors. But there's a film called Midsummer. It is impressively disturbing. It's it's one of the most disturbing films I can remember seeing. If you Are you a horror fan? Not really, but it depends what kind you're talking about. So I'm not really into slashers. There's some movies that are horror just because it has a creepy vibe or, you know, like it's weird. Like that to me... I'm more interested in that aspect, but if the movie's whole purpose is like, watch a bunch of young people get hacked up by a guy in a mask, then like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not into that so much. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, well, see, I use horror in the very broad sense. So to, and like you said, anything that is horrible or horrific is a horror to me. Stepping back in time, if you walked into a, a video store or dvd store and it was the horror section yeah so that covers nightmare on elm street halloween but then it's gonna cover something like this which isn't uh a slasher at all it's 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 filmed in sweden and it's bright it's insidious and it's slow and kind of uh slowly evolving but yeah it's it's a must it's a must see i think especially if if you've ever had mushrooms (laughs) because there's some scenes in it where they're on mushrooms and it just adds to how awful the whole situation is it's like oh my god and you had to go through this on mushrooms this is just an an absolute nightmare so i think when i was in high school like i did them a few times and oddly enough every time i would have do i would do them something weird would actually happen (laughs) dude i remember the one time it's funny when i think back because this situation was like so serious for me at the time so we were all we all took some mushrooms i had one friend who was sober we went to go play goldeneye and (laughs) the game booted up in slow motion it had never done that before yeah that's gonna throw you and it was really confusing literally the nintendo logo was like and it comes up and started spinning really slowly and I was just like what the hell is going on and then I think then the Nintendo like kind of stopped working for a little bit again none of this had ever happened I had a friend who was sober and I just started yelling at him I'm just like dude because he was sort of like he was drinking and kind of like making fun of the fact that like we were like the idiot stoners or whatever and I'm like listen man you're fucking sober tell me what is wrong tell me what is wrong like you gotta fix this you gotta and in my head it was like this crazy sort of apocalyptic situation the idea that my N64 might be broken it's a big event (laughs) yeah no I can just imagine because I wouldn't have been able to buy a new one like I wouldn't have had the money to do it so like the idea that this thing was dying was like really serious then I ran into the other room looked at myself in the mirror my pupils started to bleed into the rest of my eye like black paint like and then I was like oh fuck and I just I went outside 
projectile vomited on the door. It was like the middle of February in Canada, so it, everything was like super cold. And so basically, like once I threw up on the door, it just like froze instantly, right. like a movie, like you know when like Mister Freeze shoots his gun and like <laughs> everything just sort okay. of freezes. It's like, and I just and all this stuff happened for real. Like it wasn't like a hallucination. So it was like I was like fuck this, and I just didn't do mushrooms anymore, even though it was nice. really fun for an hour. Yeah, not worth it for the next eleven that followed. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine that's the point. <laughs> That's the only problem with mushrooms. You can't just turn them off. If something goes bad, they, they just drags on. It drags on forever. Yeah, I, I mean, I've read a lot of articles or seen videos with people who talk about microdosing now. That seems to be like the hip thing where you just um, you nibble away. Yeah, I've heard about that. It's supposed to make you sort of not superhuman, but it's meant to be like suddenly you're working at a higher capacity. Yeah. Much more creative. But I, it just sounds like you could so easily get it wrong. Yes. That could... <laughs> That could really go awry quickly. I've seen that microdosing talked about with a lot of drugs, though, like even like acid and stuff where people are like, oh, you just do a little bit. And uh, I was always a little too sensible to do certain ones, though, like acid. I just never wanted to touch because they just said, like, you could have an acid flashback like 40 years later. I'm like, why the fuck would I want that? <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's that's left untouched. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I, it's yeah, I did go down that route a long time ago. I tried that. But yeah, it's basically a much it can be a, like mushrooms on on steroids let's say it's tough because you you don't know always what kind of person you are like even for me uh like i stop pretty much doing everything i mean i still drink but like not a lot because like even uh even weed like it was it was fun like i had a lot of really fond memories of getting high and having a good time and then it just started to there was this point where i'm just kind of like a naturally sort of paranoid kind of guy and so it just wasn't fun anymore like it was like yeah. rolling a dice yeah then it's not worth it is it you gotta you gotta know when to stop these things if it, if it turns sour yeah heroin's great though i'm uh i'm all into the black tar heroin so <laughs> making making a big making a big comeback yeah <laughs> that, it's, it's, you're in toronto yes yeah is that a a problem there in, in toronto i wouldn't know i'm not like I'm not hip to the streets anymore. I'm just a guy with kids, you know, and uh, I'm just pretty much home all the time. For instance, uh, in Australia, uh, ice is quite a problematic drug. It's not really in the UK. Ice. Well, like uh, um, crystal meth. But over here, it doesn't really doesn't really exist. Whereas I think heroin, uh, you know, in certain places can be can be out of control. In Canada, like in Vancouver, there is this notorious block called Hastings and that place is like it's like needle central. Like it's just like fucking needles all over the ground and there's just like this little zone. But like Toronto I don't know. Toronto's like the fucking corporate like bank city place. So I imagine maybe it's more Coke and Oh uh, okay. Alright. Stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, Patrick Payton sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, listen, I want to listen to more music. So let's uh, listen to this cool track. Uh, this this is one called Retrofit, and it's by Soul Flare.
that was Soul Flare with the track Retrofit, and I am here right now with Soul Flare Dom talking about drugs. <laughs> I feel like two old dudes who don't know what the hell they're talking about having a, a natter about... Uh... Right. We can move on from drugs. <laughs> no, we can't. This is the drug episode now. I've got a lot to say. So then where did all the people go who like were involved with the project before like was it always sort of your thing that you sort of brought people in yeah it's it's always started from me so i've always sort of been the kind of the songwriter or at least the starting source point i think the the original very first person guitarist so they're all actually still in the uk except for the second singer um so it was going very well with the second singer except uh, so she was a russian uh, it's a russian girl sasha ruckman and she was over here on a student visa just for a year. So her visa ran out and she had to leave the country. So she ended up moving to Germany. But yeah, I, I wanted to work with someone in the same country and do live shows. And at that point, it was two kind of early stages really to try and make it work uh, remotely. So then I kind of, the hunt for looking for another singer again and uh, just is an absolute nightmare trying to find suitable vocalists because for me I, I think it's it just takes a long time to find someone that, that a voice that fits because you know you have so many different types of, of voices and you can, yes you can find someone that is a good singer or maybe this in the kind of range say soprano but every voice is so particular and unique and the moment you hear anyone's singing voice you immediately associate that with a hundred other songs that it may sound similar to. So it's kind of like an instrument in that sense. So myself being super picky and, and every time I hear a voice, I'm like, oh, it makes me think of that and that. And I'm like, I only want it to make me think of this type of music or fit in this way. So it takes a long time to find the voice in the first place and then second to for them to actually want to work with you and kind of take it from there. So so hence sort of at the moment I've, I haven't, I've just been doing a couple of tracks without any vocalists, but I'd like to start working with vocalists again because I think that's more more enjoyable. It feels like a, a, a kind of fuller fuller experience and a fuller song. When did you uh, move over from Australia? I moved over from Australia in 2009. So, yeah, quite a, quite a while ago. It's so crazy being in the year 2020 because I'm never used to it. Like, when you say 2009, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that was like two years ago. Like, it, it never feels like... Yeah, we're really in the future now. But, um, I mean, even 2015 was the future. So, we're kind of super futuristic now. But it seems like we're, we're in the dystopian future. Yeah. <laughs> with, with current events, unfortunately. Why did you move over? Like, were you always interested in doing music? Or did you move over for, like, work stuff? Or So, I... I moved over because... So I, I actually had been here once already. A few years prior to that, I came over and did my first stint. And actually, it's really common for Australians to move over to the UK for a couple of years and do, I think it's called the Working Holiday, Holiday Maker or Holiday Visa. So what tends to happen is you, if you have an older brother or sister, usually they do it or... You know, you're always kind of hearing uh, about people going to, to move to the UK or Europe. And and UK is, I guess, the uh, one of the main choices because it's English speaking. It's far away. We can get a visa there. It's fairly similar culture-wise. Then you've got Europe right at your doorstep. So already at from about 
13 years old when my older brother went over I'd heard about them so already at that age I was like oh I'll probably go and live in the UK for a while that's just something I'll do you know you finish school you might go to uni you go and live in the UK it's almost like that so first time I just went for the the adventure of it without really any thought of there was no other reason except for I just wanted to, to do it for the travel and then really kind of liked it it kind of stayed quite a while and then came back and then the next time it was like okay uh you know it might be nice to do this do let's do this again and maybe have our kind of um, music cap on this time or at least you know kind of head in that direction but it was still a, a somewhat of a leap of faith in that i didn't know what i was coming to the second time well i i knew what to expect but i didn't have a anything set up if you will i just uprooted and, and head headed over now you're saying that you uh perform live and stuff so what's your setup uh yeah cool so my setup is i recently just got an ableton push the ableton push 2 i have a um it's called akai apc 40 so this another midi controller i had that first that's a great Nice controller. It's got faders and stuff. The push is is, um, is more for playing and and it can sort of do a bit bit of menu diving. And then I've got another thing called a Q Neo, which is a uh, like a drum pad type of thing. And then yeah, it's just that and a laptop. I don't actually use any hardware since when performing, and I just like to keep it kind of compact and easily transportable. But you know, over the years, it's been many different iterations but i've i've found that you know less is more certainly and less things to <laughs> catch on fire or, yeah. <laughs> or break or not, not work so on the day but you yeah, know as long as they've got a few flashing lights and things like that that, that that look good for the audience i mean i don't think they know what they're what's happening with all these buttons anyway half the time i'd even know yeah. um, so yeah that's that's my that's my kind of current setup at the moment Every, everything can be packed away and fit in uh, a sort of a me- medium-sized luggage and and that's great it kind of keeps life easy if you to kind of travel or, or tour what, what kind of places do you play because your tunes kind of have uh you know like you were saying before like the sort of the melodic house vibes right so do you like is your sets more about dance music kind of stuff to get people dancing like is that the vibe yeah i kind of do both music gig style events in which case it probably makes sense and i usually go kind of last because it's the most kind of dancey uh usually of of the of the assortment of acts well otherwise with other more dance floor orientated electronic music so yeah it's definitely i'm writing and performing with the intention to get people to dance and that's been the sort of a conscious decision over the last few releases that i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna bring the party now it's gonna be about making people dance and having a streaming uh dj mix that kind of goes from one song to the next in an endless stream well speaking of uh, streams of music let's listen to some uh this uh, this is a track by soul flare it's called blue shift and uh we're gonna listen to that right now
And that was Soul Flare with the track Blue Shift. And I'm here with Soul Flare right now, talking about performing live, doing cool stuff. Uh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah, so I guess I've had a few different uh, setups over the years. I even used to perform, so I use a laptop now, which seems pretty sensible way of going about things, but I used to have used to have a Mac Mini, uh, which I used, and then I had to take a keyboard and a mouse and a little monitor as well to set things up. Because when I actually, when I perform, I don't look at the laptop or the screen. So I set it all up and then I just push that off to the side. So that could work. I could make it work with a Mac Mini because really I just had to boot it up, start up the program, get it working. And then once we're off and running, I wouldn't need to look at the screen again. I could just look at my color system with all the buttons and kind of know I'm here. But uh, that would that led to various problems when the screens didn't work and I couldn't boot it up. There was one gig where I had to get an Uber home and because I had a little mini monitor, which I used, and then it broke down just before we're about to go on. Classic. Fortunately, the, the venue was quite close to my, my flat. So I had to get a, I Ubered home and then I just had to basically pretty much like raid, run in and raid my room uh, like some mad burglar. And at the time, I had a really big screen. It was the only thing I could get to that I knew I could plug into the Mac Mini. So I just grabbed this <laughs> oversized LCD screen and then got another Uber back and then literally threw that down on stage and plugged into the Mac so I could boot it up. And so we had this huge monitor just tipped over on the ground uh, <laughs> just so we could get the show working. At which point it was like, you know what, I think I should get a laptop. This is just, this is not worth it. The only fear I have is because I've seen it happen a few times where the old, uh, there's a technical problem and the laptop shuts down or I went to this one show and this chick was like going crazy on stage and then, um, I mean, she was the performer yeah. and then uh, <laughs> the laptop just flew off the desk ah. and uh, just slammed into the ground and like just like everything stopped. Ooh. It still worked like so she got it up and running again. But that stuff always terrifies me like as an audience member. <laughs> well, yeah. And as a, absolutely. Well, I think the good thing, at least everyone knows how computers are unreliable. So we're both in the same boat. So there's a bit, uh, you know, I've been to enough gigs, I think, also where that happens and people just like, oh, the computer's broken. Let's just talk to each other for a bit, have a drink. You kind of, you know what I mean? It's not as, I think we're all used to technology breaking down. So even though it's awful in that moment, I feel like people understand it or accept it a bit more because you're constantly faced with your computer breaking down and mobile's not working. But it never feels any better better in the moment. I have uh, noticed that quite a few times at uh, some of the gigs I've been to because it seems like, especially in like the synthwave scene, it's a very sort of like close-knit community. And so several times I've been to things where people cheer when the computer goes off <laughs> to, to rally the crowd. You know, like the second the computer's off, everyone's like, woo! Yeah, and then like okay. the second they get the computer working again, you know, like everyone just starts cheering and yeah, clapping, you know, yeah. like they're not they're not mad at the band or anything. Well, that's, yeah, that's the right attitude. That's a skill that you have to learn to, as the performer is to not one to just not freak out and get stressed, of course, but then two to not get angry, because essentially kind of what it's like is it's like breaking down. It's like driving along and then your car breaking down. And then you having to smile whilst it happens and you fix the tie yeah. <laughs> and having to look happy about it because you know it just looks <laughs> like, oh, everything's ruined and it's broken, but I'm still happy. It's still up here performing because, yeah, you don't want to get angry because you don't go down that 
that road, but that's how it feels like this very annoying thing has happened. And now you have to try and keep a happy face. I had a table break two thirds through a performance and it just started tipping over and I had to hold it up with my leg for the rest of the gig. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, I was like, oh, come on. And that, that was a real test to like, inside you're just thinking, oh my God, you just want to walk off stage and, and throw the table out there. But it's like, no, the show must go on. I must look like I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, well, that's an important skill to have, man. I don't know. I don't know how I would handle that. Whenever technology uh, starts fucking up, it makes me really upset. I know, like in the era when I used to use a lot of um, portable phones, like when things are expensive, I don't get mad at them. Like I've never been so enraged that I would smash an expensive thing. Oh. But <laughs> cheap things, I will destroy. Yeah. I've probably smashed in my life a good, like, 10 portable phones because, like, I always buy cheap ones, and so there's always this phase in their life where the buttons stop working and the the battery would die after, like, five minutes of use, and there would always be that one day where I just had enough of this phone, and then it's just like, the end. One time I threw a phone, and it was still, I had a headset that was plugged into it, and I had it on my head, and, like, an idiot... I was so enraged by this phone that I didn't realize that the headset was still on my head. So when I threw the phone, it like yanked my head because the, which is what I deserve for that action. So like, you know, that's, that's karma. That's why you got to buy 10 of them at once. So yeah. you just go and unpack the next one out of the cupboard. For certain <laughs> items, I think it was just because portable phones were just cheap and like, I'd buy like the cheapest ones, but like I was never, um, controller thrower like when i played video games i never threw controllers i was never one of those and then nowadays it's like controllers are like fucking 79 dollars like nintendo switch controllers are like a hundred oh yeah so yeah outrageous yeah i'm never gonna be mad enough to just like throw a hundred dollars at the wall like no way just punch the wall instead or swear that's 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 your other alternative classic healthy male behavior yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) well look how about this Let's listen to another track, and then maybe we can um, wind things down here. Uh, I think this is your latest release. It's called Colored by the Sound.
And that was Colored by the Sound by Soul Flare. And I'm here right now with Soul Flare, Dom Wood. Yo. What does the future hold for Soul Flare? What's the plan? More single releases this year. I'm looking into some collaborations and some guest vocalists. And once we get through this turmoil, that's the right word for it. Mm. Once we get past the end of the world, then uh, more live gigs. But they're sort of all pushed back, pushed push forward. I never know which way it is for the obvious reasons at the moment. So, yeah, more, more releases, more gigs, uh, more music. Are you able to uh, do that stuff right now? What do you do for, like, a living when you're not making music? So I teach Ableton Live privately, and I also do mixing and audio engineering and a bit of DJing, music for TV and that sort of thing. It remains to be seen how that pans out in this in this current moment, but obviously DJing is off the table. Uh, but this is a good time for people to get more private lessons because they're going to be stuck at home. So so hopefully that keeps coming through. But it's, yeah, it all seems a bit up in the air. I know a few people who do like singing lessons and stuff and they do them virtually, you know, using Skype or whatever. And uh, it'd be a good opportunity for people to... Well, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's just like what we're doing now. The technology, it's there now. You know, it's, it's, it's great and you can you know, take control of the other person's screen and that works really well. So I've just created some more competitors for myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should do. You take control of the other person's screen and then like you're showing them how to use Ableton and then they slowly just watch the mouse go down and like click on Chrome and then go into their bank account and they're just like watching <laughs> you do that. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's, shh, 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 don't give the secret away. Yeah, this is, <laughs> hey man, I'm showing you how to use Ableton. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> look up, look up here, look up yeah. here, look up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Well, do you have anything you want to talk about that we didn't talk about or? No, I think, I think we, we gave it a good going, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me on, Andy. It's great to chat with you. Well, keep on uh, making cool music and we'll, uh. We'll play it on the show. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, man. And you have a lovely day. And uh, I was literally about to say the exact same sentence. I was going to say, keep on making cool music. What's the website? Where do people <laughs> go to listen to the stuff? So you can... I'm on most streaming streaming platforms. So if you just type in the uh, Soul Flare in the, the search. Otherwise, uh, YouTube. Yeah, of course. Spotify. Bandcamp. Anywhere, anywhere that works for the for the person, really. Soul Flare is everywhere. That's your new catchphrase. That's right. I'm going to sample that actually and put it use it live. I like when people sample my voice. It's uh, I think it'll turn the crowd away though. Unfortunately. No, no, it's a very sampleable voice. It's uh, I can do a lot with that. Maybe I should just make a sample bank of like you know, like how Duke Nukem just has like phrases, and I'll just oh, yeah, I'll release them idea. on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> asshole! Yeah, That's a great idea. Just yeah, <laughs> chop them up into like a little soundboard. So you can kind of trigger a bomb. <laughs> well, fuck you, fuck you, fuck yeah, you! Yeah. How, how, how? <laughs> People can construct their own sentences. Exactly. We've we've got a whole line of uh, different businesses you and I can go into now. So this is really exciting. Good. Yeah, this sounds good. <laughs> Anyways, man, look, it was nice to meet you. And uh, I look forward to more tunes and stuff. And and uh, you have a lovely day or evening, as it were. You too. You too. Until next time.
All right, and that was my chat with Soul Flair. That was a lot of fun. You got two guests for the price of one. Nice jam-packed episode. And I want to thank you all for listening to the show. Uh, thank you to all my Patreon and PayPal supporters. You guys are awesome. Again, I apologize for the uh, schedule being all over the place, but there's a, a bit of a global situation right now. And sometimes it stresses me out. But I'm uh, trying my best to stay positive and all that stuff. And I promise you all, man... When uh, when all is uh, is said and done and we get to hang out again, I'm giving you all a big hug, all right? So look forward to me getting me tooed in a year or whatever. Because <laughs> I'm going to hug everybody, okay? Listen, uh, you're all awesome. Uh, stay cool and uh, have a good week. And I'll talk to you next time on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can donate directly on beyondsynth.com. Beyond Synth can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And remember to like and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time... time.